the worst war crimes since World War II. Ukrainian President Zelensky speaking to the UN Security Council yesterday. Pictures, harrowing, a massacre in Butra, leading to an outcry to charge Putin and the Russian military with war crimes. Bodies piled in a stairwell, tongues cut out, children used as shields, a dead woman with groceries in hand, all are apparent civilian victims of the retreating Russian military. One Ukrainian woman recorded a video pleading for the Russian government to make peace. Her husband was in that stairwell. She buried him in their garden. Also dead is Vitalia Vinogradov, Dean of Slavic Evangelical Seminary, his body found in the street. As Russian soldiers reposition, they're leaving behind their horrors. What can we do but weep with those who weep and plead to the Lord to draw near? We long for the day when Christ will come, making all things new. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing together with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Wednesday, I am so thankful that you can be with me as we continue our journey to the end of the world. There are many who are worried about the end of the world. They feel things keep getting darker, bleaker. But the book of Revelation was written to encourage God's people in hard times. It kind of reminds me of a moment in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. A little hobbit named Sam was encouraging his friend Frodo. If you're unfamiliar with this story, these two hobbits, along with several of their friends, are given an epic task that if completed would wipe out a mighty and evil enemy. But after a major battle, Frodo was discouraged, and Sam tries to encourage him. Sam remembers the stories he heard when he was young, big stories about big enemies, full of darkness and danger, and sometimes you didn't want to know the end, because how could the end be happy? Here's how it sounded in the epic film by the same name. What in the end? It's only a passing thing. This shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you. That meant something. Even if you were too small to understand why. That is Sam Wise giving his friend Frodo a pep talk in The Lord of the Rings. I have no doubt that Tolkien, who wrote these epic stories, was thinking in part about the book of Revelation. Tolkien was a Christian. There are many shadows, many dark enemies, but then there are the crystal clear truths that tell of God's final victory over evil. In a moment, we're going to look at one of those dark times in Revelation chapter 14. And then we're going to see how the gospel of Jesus Christ shines light into darkness. It's very encouraging. So please stay with me. I want to start out this program, though, by saying thanks to so many of you who've reached out and made a gift and requested a copy of Karen Heimbuck's CD called The Revelation. I'm excited to think about how God will bless you by listening. After all, this is the only book in the Bible that says you will be blessed by hearing it. This word-for-word production of the book of Revelation is 
underscored by the world-renowned London Symphony Orchestra. As you listen to God's Word being spoken aloud, I know you'll be blessed because the Bible says you will be. So would you make contact with us after the program? Would you make your gift and ask for your copy of the two-CD set, The Revelation? We are listener-supported. And this is an expensive production, so I would just ask for your generosity. Just call us after the program, won't you, at 800-654-2836, 800-654-2836, or you can go online. You can watch the short feature on our website about the making of the Revelation Project, and then make your gift there at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you have wanted to, but just haven't gotten around to doing it, we're still wiring money to help refugees in and around Ukraine. Every $50 feeds a family of five for a week. How many families can you help in the name of Jesus? Ask about it when you call or read more at haventoday.org. Now, Kelly Minter is going to start us out with a grand old hymn that we all need to remember, a new version of Rock of Ages. Rock of Clap for me Let me hide myself in thee Let the water and the blood From my wounded side which flowed Be of sin the double cure
thousand hallelujahs. That's the name of the album by Kelly Minter and Rock of Ages here on this Haven today. And I'm Charles Morris in the middle of all the fake news, alternative facts we're surrounded by revelation can disorient us, disturb us because we're not used to so much truth all at once. Maybe the reality of judgment and glory that we see in Revelation, that, my friend, is real news. It's news of hope for those who believe in Jesus, but news of judgment for those who don't place their faith in him. Let's listen now to a sobering section from God's Word, recited by Karen Heimbach, accompanied by the London Symphony Orchestra. Then I looked. And there before me was the Lamb, standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, who had his name and his Father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven, like a roar of rushing waters, and like a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of harpists playing their harps. And they sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. No one could learn the song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are those who did not defile themselves with women, for they kept themselves pure. They follow the Lamb wherever He goes. They were purchased from among men and offered as firstfruits to God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory. Because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. A second angel followed and said, Fallen! Fallen is Babylon the Great, which made all the nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. A third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image, and receives his mark on the forehead or on the hand, he too will drink of the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. He will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever. There is no rest, day or night, for those who worship the beast in his image, or for anyone who receives the mark of his name. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the saints, who obey God's commandments and remain faithful to Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven say, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit. They will rest from their labor, for their deeds will follow them. I looked, and there before me was a white cloud. And seated on the cloud was one like a son of man. 
with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came out of the temple and called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud, Take your sickle and reap, because the time to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. Another angel came out of the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. Still another angel, who had charge of the fire, came from the altar and called in a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle. Take your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from the earth's vine because its grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered its grapes, and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside the city, and blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horses' bridles for a distance of 1,600 stadia. That is about 180 miles. Karen Heimbach, thank you so much for what the Lord led you to do. What a dark picture. The ripe harvest of judgment? The winepress of God's wrath against sin? In Isaiah 63, God says, I have trodden the winepresses alone. I trampled them in my anger and trod them down in my wrath. But some get spared from God's justice against sin. The 144,000. But who are they? Many believe it refers to 144,000 ethnic Jews converted during the time of the tribulation. They point back to Revelation 7, where it says 144,000 from every tribe of the sons of Israel. But another common way to understand this number is to see it as a picture of the whole people of God, Jew and Gentile, all saved by faith in Jesus. The description of the 144,000 is much broader in Revelation 14 that we just heard Karen recite for us. They're simply called those who had been redeemed from the earth. And the number is interesting, 12 times 12 times 1,000, which people who take this second view would see as representing 12 tribes of Israel, 12 apostles, and 1,000 representing, well, a lot of people. In other words, a picture of all God's people from all places, from all times. Now, whether you take the first view or the second, I think we can all agree that this description of those sealed and protected from judgment does describe all of God's people, at least in some way. I so appreciated what was said in verse 4, they follow the lamb wherever he goes. It kind of reminds me of the nursery rhyme, Mary had a little lamb. You know that song, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. But here it is in reverse. Everywhere this lamb goes, his people will follow. And where is the lamb? In Revelation 14. He's there on Mount Zion, a picture of good news. The earthly Mount Zion is a picture of the heavenly Mount Zion. The writer to the Hebrews telling his readers, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, 
whose names are written in heaven. I'm still reading to you from Hebrews here. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. That's Hebrews 12, 22 through 24. And there, the contrast is with Mount Sinai, where the law was given in a fierce picture of judgment from the Lord against all who disobeyed him. The mountain where God gave the law was holy ground. And God commanded that, with a few exceptions for Moses and others invited to approach God there, if anyone or anything, any animal, touched that mountain, it died or it was killed. It was a fierce demonstration of God's holiness and just how impossible it is to approach the holy God without a mediator, someone worthy to step between. And we see that same fierce judgment, the wine of God's wrath, Revelation says, poured out on all who worship the beast and receive the mark of the beast. But those who receive God's mark, his mark of blessing and protection and forgiveness and joy, those, those will not taste God's wrath. They're going to be singing. A new song will be on their lips, a song that only they can know. Everyone deceived by the fake news of the devil who offers them life and pleasure if they follow him, they will be so disappointed. But those who believe the good news from the Lamb, the one who drank the cup of God's wrath for them, and even conquered death, the Lamb who now lives and intercedes for them in the heavenly Zion, every one who believes in him will follow him there. That's where they will be. And we can be sure of it. So in the middle of this dark picture of God's judgment, there's the gospel. Verse 3, chapter 14, Revelation, those sealed with the name of the Father and the Son on their foreheads, sing a song that only the redeemed can know. Right now, I'd like to invite you to learn that song. And there's only one way to learn it. You need to be redeemed. And there's only one way to be redeemed. You must simply believe in the name of Jesus. You have to quit making up alternative facts about who you are. You have to face the truth. You are a sinner. Everybody is a sinner. And without someone to go between you and the Holy One, you will bear his wrath. But he is as merciful as he is just, as loving to all who cling to Christ, as he is fierce in judgment to everyone who rejects the Lamb. So can I invite you today, now, to sing a new song by surrendering yourself to the only one who can save you? Come to Jesus and receive his name on your life. Walk in his steps wherever he goes, and he will lead you home. Weak and wounded sinner, lost and left to die. Raise your head for love is passing by. Come to Jesus, come to Jesus, come to Jesus.
precious blood has washed away the stain. So sing to Jesus, sing to Jesus, sing to Jesus, and live. And like a newborn baby, don't be afraid to crawl. And remember when you walk, sometimes we fall. Sometimes the way is lonely, steep and filled with pain. So if your sky is dark and pours the rain, then cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus, cry to Jesus, and live. Charles Morris, you're listening to Haven Today, and our series this week is called Journey to the End of the World, and that was Kelly Scott and the Scott family with Untitled Hymn, Come to Jesus. And we have been this week and last week talking about Revelation and how it can be a hard book to understand. And so many of us, too many of us, I would say, have stayed away from it because of the difficult imagery or hard-to-understand texts. And yet the first chapter says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. Well, as you've heard in the last few minutes, this book was written to encourage the Church of Jesus Christ to get excited, to be prepared and ready for his return. I want you to be blessed. I want to send you Karen Heimbuck's two-CD set, The Revelation, 
for your gift, for your generosity. Hopefully after you've prayed about what you can send to this listener-supported ministry. This production features the London Symphony Orchestra, Karen Heimbach dramatically reciting word for word the words of Revelation. I know you will be blessed as you listen, because the Bible says so. So why don't you call us right now? Our number to call is 800-654-2836. That's 800-654-2836. And ask for your copy of the Revelation today. Or you can visit us online and hear excerpts from this special project. And you can also watch the short video on the making of the Revelation. Just visit us now, today, at haventoday.org. That's one word, haventoday.org. And remember, we're sending 100% of your gifts to Eastern Europe to feed those in need. Our partner, Mission Eurasia, is in Ukraine handing out food as well as hope in Jesus. $50 feeds a family of five for a week. Pray about how you can help. Ask about that when you call or read more when you visit haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Sometimes the news hits you like a ton of bricks, especially if it's about someone you love, whether it's cancer or a car accident or something else. We feel deeply. We grieve deeply. We aren't the first to grieve when we hear bad news about someone we love, of course. As Jesus was traveling to Jerusalem to be crucified, he said this to his disciples, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him, and on the third day he will be raised to life. And the disciples were filled with grief. How could they not grieve? Yet their grief has turned into joy for millions of people. Christ was crucified for sinners. Try out Anchor Devotional today in print. Visit GetAnchor.com.